long time no talk to Starship fam. Great to see you clicking in. So listen, on this episode of the Nerdy Epistles, Sister Lynn and Sister Venus are joined once again by Sister Lindsay to talk about the Marvel's show Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, while our main theme was talking about restorative justice through a Marvel lens, we ended up also talking about racism, revisionism, the dignity of the human person, the rights of refugees, sacramental economy as a result of the bit of the blip, how the blip is not the rapture, and how to be better advocates for justice. So yeah, it's just another amazing episode of the Nerdy Epistles, a nerdy conversational podcast by nerdy conversational Catholics. Grab some Turkish delights and join us on the boat dock. Greetings, everybody. Sister Venus here. You know, although we strive as podcasters to always remain neutral in our positions and our opinions, we admit that we're human. And, you know, sometimes our opinions sound like they could be political or construed in some sort of political ideology. So, therefore, before you listen to this um, episode, um, we want to let you know that the feelings and opinions in this episode are strictly the sole opinions of Sister Lynn and Sister Venus. These opinions, while inspired by our personal faith and our, and our ministerial life, is in no way the opinions of the ministries that we represent, either personally or personally professionally. This is just a rambling of two nerdy Catholics sharing their own personal opinions. Thanks for listening, nevertheless, and God bless. Awesome. And we are engaged. Yeah! Here we are. More Marvel. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm just ready to, like... I don't know about y'all, but I'm totally ready to just do commentary on every single one. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's cool. I just feel like, let's do it. Let's go. The Church Why of Marvel not? meets the Catholic Church. You know? <laughs> Is this ecumenism? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a great discussion, you know. Or is that more interfaith? I don't yeah, know. Interfaith possibly. Just between, yeah, I think it's more interfaith. Than <laughs> that's a good one. No, Trinity there. One yeah, I don't think it's explicitly not. Christian. So Yeah, yeah there is a Norse god somewhere in there, isn't there? Or, so, you know, of. that's still forever one of my favorite Marvel lines was from the first Avengers when was it is it scarlet um scarlet johansson black, yeah i think it's black uh, widow who says yeah. like you're really gonna go out there to, like steve rogers you know uh these guys are practically gods and he says something like uh there's no i only know one god ma'am and he doesn't dress like that or something like that <laughs> yeah like, i remember that i remember that that's still forever one of my favorite lines <laughs> right. the whole mcu <laughs> I know, right? You're like, yep, there it is. Off we go. Let's do it. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, oh, as always, we just started talking and that's how it goes, but we forgot our intro. So, hey, everybody. <laughs> Guess who's back? <laughs> Happy Easter. Because <laughs> I think we Happy were Easter. before Lent. <laughs> yeah, we were talking last episode was right before, like at the tail end of Lent. And so, Happy Easter. Oh. And now we're at like Pentecost this weekend. Yeah. Uh, yep. maybe i shouldn't have said that because i don't know when this is going to get released it'll it'll drop Panica- uh, on mary mother of the church so monday nice oh. happy birthday church yeah, yeah. Church. catholic church not church of marvel we could celebrate we'll talk about a little bit about that the fun things that is the church of marvel and that is today's <laughs> 
full fun episode. Um, welcome to another awesome episode of the Nerdy Epistles. I am Sister Venus. Sister Lynn. <laughs> this is what's going to be a pause. <laughs> I didn't know where to. <laughs> Are we each taking turns? I was like, I'm like, are you waiting to say hi, Sister Venus? Like, no, wrong, wrong fandom. No, I was hoping we could just do like it, just be like seamless one day. But nah, I don't care. Whatever. It's We're just... too nerdy for seamless. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We can't, we can't be in sync. It won't work. <laughs> and returning, if you've already kind of listened in so far, returning to us is Sister Lindsay. Welcome back. We are very happy you're back on the show with us. Yay! Thanks for having me back. Man, we were we, like we. So although a lot of our friends were like, "WandaVision's a little too long." They were still like it's their favorite episode so a lot of our followers Aww. were excited so when i was nice. like we're gonna probably talk about the falcon order soldier too and they're like yes <laughs> so right before i hopped on my husband goes are you guys gonna talk for like two hours again i was like i don't know i mean <laughs> you guys <laughs> he's like i just want to prepare myself like, you know but it's like it's good shows good people good conversation you know yeah you can't beat it indeed <laughs> so um y'all can't see it because i just realized we're on a podcast but we've decorated our, most of our screens as to be up for um talking yeah, I, and the i'm world. the rebel yeah no it's okay <laughs> you're still honoring the main theme which is like our mutual love for star trek so it's like yeah so well, it's space we're, we're in space we're in space i'm just on my ipad it's harder for me to search for an image <laughs> <laughs> it's all good it's all good we're here we're just here it's cool but we're talking tonight about um i keep wanting to say the actual like the ending title which is captain america and the winter soldier but really it's falcon and the winter soldier but by the end you're at that so what a cool moment yes it was it is the official evolution of the falcon becoming our new captain america yes yes and this is where the spoiler, non-spoiler section ends. So if you- <laughs> I feel like it ended about one minute ago. Just <laughs> don't, don't click if well, you don't want spoilers. This is the internet, okay? The internet already has posted all photos of him, of Anthony Mackie as our new Captain America. So I can't even beat spoilers. So I'm like, this sure. is officially where I stop, however, with the intentionally not spoiling part. <laughs> And we're going to go ahead and keep spoiling. So if you stop here, thanks for watching, listening. Appreciate you. Hit a like button, follow. Um, <laughs> come back after you watch it. Yes, come back after you finish watching it. If you're an episode or two behind, it's fine too. Just hurry up and watch it because we're going to spoil all of it starting right now. So <laughs> pretty much. You should just start every podcast this way when it's based on like a show. Just go back, watch it and come back because we're spoiling it now. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> My, up. You know, on, just be like so and this is the end of the, the non-spoiler section thanks for listening know, some people like spoilers they actually don't mind them yeah well it depends yeah, on the show yeah. for me. certain shows uh, video games i don't mind being spoiled on either for me yeah like i need to know if i'm going to spend 70 dollars but that's an investment so mm-hmm. before i miss my time that kind of money i don't mind yeah. watching a twitch streamer stream it for me for about a good few hours right. like mm, or mm, no hard no hard pass <laughs> <laughs> it saved me quite a bit of money although i can't say it has saved me all the money but it's definitely saved me quite a bit a couple hundred bucks so far especially this year Ugh, video games this year oh, not 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 doing it anyway no. um, wrong podcast wrong podcast uh <laughs> as of course we are going to start with the random question of the night which is what would you name your boat that you would never get rid of so as y'all know 
Sam and his sister have a boat because the family runs a fishing business. That was life before Captain America life, right? Mm-hmm. So the parents passed on the boat. Sarah continued to run the business. Sam went off to be the Falcon. And then he came and then, you know, Thanos happened and all that drama. Mm-hmm. So this starts, I believe it's six months after the events of Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, WandaVision yeah. was literally two weeks later. I'm like, how do you? So we were from two weeks back to six months and Loki's yep. getting somewhere in the middle. We'll find out. <laughs> find out where that is. So. Loki's its own thing. Yeah. He's a time variant. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> we're going to get weird with the time stuff again. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare your Tylenol, y'all. <laughs> kind of fun. So there's the question. What would you name your boat that you would never get rid of and you'd spend hundreds and hundreds of hours trying to keep fixing until you call your city, until you call your friends together and they come fix it for you? <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> Lynn, you want to go first? My, I, I mean, the first thing that came to mind, it's kind of hard to explain, but because there's a little story behind it and it's like, so my, growing up, my mom's nickname was Munchong. So I call it the Munchong. And the weird story behind that is that Munchong was actually a man that was in the neighborhood that, um, that used to babysit my mom every now and then when she was a kid. And, she, um, and so growing up as kids, me and my sisters thought like, you know, because my mom's kind of rough. She's not like the most girliest of girls. And so we thought like Munchung was like this man that was just like Munchung, like just the, so we would make fun of my mom because we, like when she would get all tough and me, we'd be like Munchung, you know, right. And, um, <laughs> but come, we just found out the last time we were in the Philippines, like a year and a half ago, <laughs> I don't know how long ago it was, that actually <laughs> Munchung was a very feminine man. <laughs> you know cut people's hair things like that so like we had it totally different and that's why it's just it makes me laugh it's my mom's nickname and we you know we thought it's just like this very like yeah aggressively male and then come to find out he wasn't (laughs) and so we're like we don't know how to look at mom anymore (laughs) so yes I don't know if that means the boat will be just like super strong but look sweet or vice versa I don't know. you know that i that would be kind of cool actually <laughs> like tough i got i gotta get a boat now really cool cabins <laughs> you know mm. i don't know i'm so I, I feel the first thing that popped to mind was millennium falcon but i feel like and i feel like it works because falcon and winter soldier so that's kind of fun oh, but i feel like look, I, I have I someone spend- the, from the millennium falcon ah chewy yeah oh my god (laughs) when we're not recording the podcast i'll I'll do my chibi impersonation (laughs) oh my gosh i love it (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like i'd want to like because it's a boat not like obvious like if it was a plane or something that would be you know cool but since it's a boat i feel like i need to come up with some kind of like pun on the millennium falcon that's like mm. aquatic related but i'm terrible at that so i'm open to aquatic, aquatic related to millennium falcon Millenn- i would say millennium submarine i don't know it's all somewhere at the bottom millennium, millennium Fal- pelican oh, like 
there would be the most, water. Like, derpy bird. <laughs> I can imagine the boat kind of like taking out a that. bunch of fish and. <laughs> I mean, they can be pretty big and aggressive, so maybe it works. Uh, (laughs) Just, you know, the the target every time. I think I like the pelican one. The Millennium Pelican. Maybe that's what I would call my book. Millennium Pelican. (laughs) Done. Or penguin. (laughs) There you go. Oh, Millennium Penguin. Yo. Penguins don't fly. That's not swim fast. This well, now that's boat. true because it's a boat. It's a boat. Yeah, the Millennium Penguin, and they're cuter. Yes, I yeah. like that Millennium Penguin. Then you can do like this cool, like black, white, like orange, yellow, mm-hmm. in like nice. on your boat, and that'd be kind of cool. That's totally a thing. Go full fancy. Yeah, there you go. Then it's a yacht. Okay. Um, I'm kind of boring with mine. Um, I think for me, I would actually probably just name mine the Enterprise or Voyager. I own the two, so that would be nice. Is it because you know? Because and again, as we know in like Star for in Star Trek, they use nautical referencing, so it Mm -hmm. only makes sense that if we're actually being nautical about it. (laughs) True. you just be like, well, okay, well, a ship is still a ship, even if it's on water or in space. Holla. Yeah, ship. So that's Very true. Voyager or Enterprise. Whichever one I could paint appropriately and look cool on it. That actually would be pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So. It makes me think of this show when I was like in fifth grade or something like that in science class that we used to watch. And it was something Voyage or Voyager or something like that. It was like it was supposed to be like a um like a it's it was a fictional show but it was meant to like teach you about like marine life and stuff like that marine biology i gosh it was voyage something but it it makes me think of that because they were out on a boat and it was like kids out on the boat learning and living anyway i'm gonna have to look it up but kind of vaguely remember something like that right or it can be I don't know. <laughs> Voyage Odyssey or something like that. I, I that sounds amazing. I'm all looking like, let's see. There's you looking at? Place. There's a interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see if there's no. There is an underground uh, what uh, aquatic uh, secret room in Disneyland. Um, there is. Yes. That's kind of cool. Miscellaneous note. Hey, Disneyland open. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure I put that milestone in the podcast so we listen again. So we're at the point where we're at, like, we're about to go, as in literally go. Um, <laughs> go outside. I feel like, you know, like the parents, like, who finally tell, like, the kids, you know what? Just go outside and play. Don't worry about your masks anymore. Whatever. Just, yeah, just go. Just go. <laughs> like, I think that's like Kathy just told us like June 15th is go outside I'm done he's like <laughs> yeah you guys just I can't stand you <laughs> exactly I can't don't come back sure. till the lights that like, come on go away go you away. spend the night at your friend's house that works <laughs> <laughs> see but I was raised Filipino we don't do that like, my mom yeah. or maybe my mom maybe just my family it was just like no oh. I wasn't allowed to spend the night until like what high school <laughs> yeah right, high school freshman year yeah that's about right and even then, it was like a school lock-in thing. So, like, mm. it, like that was it. So that makes sense. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um. <laughs> so, let's dive in. 
friends, what is your favorite moment of Captain America and the Winter Soldier? The show. <laughs> the show. <laughs> I should make sure I say that. Not the movie. The show. <laughs> hmm. I kind of have two moments. I was trying to think about this. I kind of have two moments. And I mean, there were a lot of good moments, but I think for me, one of my all-time favorites was in one of the later episodes, I don't remember if it was the last one or the second, to, I think it was the second to last one maybe, where Sam catches up with Carly and um, I think they're in Prague and they're at the resettlement place and he's having a conversation with her and he just kind of like sits yes. back he's like sitting at the table and they're just chatting and he's connecting and it was like you know when we first met him in um what do you call it the winter in the movie captain america and the winter soldier right like we know that he's leading these support groups for veterans but we didn't really get to see him in action and i felt like we got to see him in action and i've liked sam's character but i never felt really strongly connected i feel like until that moment i felt like that's the moment he became Captain America for me, you know, was seeing him connect, seeing how he operates, like seeing how he, like, he's a healer, you know, and, but at the same time, like a protector, and he just has a strong moral compass um, that gives him the confidence to approach Carly. So I think that was like my all-time favorite. And then of course, like, I feel like one of the other coolest moments was when um the Dora Milaje show up and like just pummel John Walker <laughs> I mean that whole fight scene was just off the chain I have so many words <laughs> that whole episode that whole episode's amazing but then like just having that oh my god and and Zemo kind of just drinking you know having yes, a little no drink thing. like <laughs> yes <laughs> Sam and Bucky like oh, attaboy John <laughs> like it just the whole thing was great it was definitely like that one too back like it's a fight and a comedic fight at the same time right like Mm -hmm. it's still a marvel fight in the greatest sense of the world word and yet you're like where's all this brevity coming from in the middle of this very serious fight right because you know you're right the door melange does not play does not play and like, Io with the arm with Bucky's arm I was like oh dang mm-hmm. is he like did he lose the arm forever but I feel she sent a message with that I mean that was like this guy, fight over what oh yeah then this fight, <laughs> we're leaving this. no it was like, kind of a, like a you're not worthy like you know Thor moment like you're not worthy for the arm kind of thing mm-hmm. moment that yeah. I feel like it was a wake-up call for Bucky that's a good point yeah i felt that yeah i'm with you i also remember i saw like all the memes were like in the end even even the wakandans didn't trust bucky either (laughs) they had an extra switch in case they needed (laughs) disarm him yeah literally disarm Disarm him. that's i just thought about that oh my god thanks that's brilliant For all you D and D people, yes, Bucky was literally disarmed. Uh, Io, Io totally hit that nat twenty, y'all. Nat twenty, and it was like arm off, just disarmed, literally disarmed. Or, okay, sorry. Um, shout out to all my D and D friends. Um, 
think for me for me i'm so anything and everything that had to do with the whole like um like the whole like i'm name dropping hold on scroll back this is why i write notes (laughs) (laughs) flash hold on with the whole isaiah bradley section of this yeah yeah and i'll go deeper into it when we start talking more about our our catholic topic to this whole episode but like for me like just every first of all isaiah bradley was like my dad is basically my dad i was like oh i just see my dad right there there's my dad oh snap first (laughs) little snap followed then by um that that says something (laughs) that's a huge (laughs) revelation right you're like that's how that's like real like it's no longer like and i think that's the beauty of that whole like that whole storyline is like we were removed from the marvel world for a moment and put Mm -hmm. right back into our regular world like oh by the way just in case (laughs) yeah they're superheroes yeah they're black don't forget they're still black (laughs) (laughs) don't forget this is still a world that is not necessarily built evenly right and like so on and so on and so on and just that whole line right just was like satisfying and at like the end like the ending of it was just like and and we'll get we'll explore more of it later but it's more like and that's what black people want <laughs> it's exactly what we want we don't even we accept that certain things aren't ever going to be rectified but mm-hmm. we want acknowledgement right right well we want we want the world to go yeah that shit happened that's yeah we're not proud of it but it happened right mm-hmm. and that's two-thirds of the battle many times is we always say that acknowledgement yeah battle, yeah so there's that and then for some weird reason i was one of like the biggest like baron zemo fans ever as a result of the show like there's something about this anti yeah <laughs> not even talking about like the dancing thing although like i saw all those tiktoks all those memes that find <laughs> dancing right but there's something about him being the biggest the best like anti-villain villain right 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 justified villain maybe there's a better part like he feels like he's justified in it and to a point he is and then mm-hmm. there's like the and no <laughs> part mm-hmm. and, we get to, and no now you're a villain again please remember yeah <laughs> you know and it's just kind of that sense of just like exploring baron zemo in a different level that was kind of not not what i expected completely not what i expected um and by the time they were done, and like the door of Malaje picked him up, and <laughs> at the end, even he was just, even he was changed, right? And mm-hmm. he was like, "I hold no grudges to you. You did what you had to do, and it is what it is." And I was like, "Oh, that wouldn't have happened like I don't know five years ago. That was not a right. thing. That was completely calm." So it's it's those two pieces, and they're and the funny thing is they're not even the main storyline. They're like part of the side stories. But there was something mm-hmm. fascinating about the side stories of of Falcon and the Winter Soldier that kind of just made like that made the main story amplify that amplified the main story even more. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll find it. Figure. Maybe the words will come to us later. But that was it for me. Out there, what you got? Um, similar to Lindsay, that one scene where they're in it looked like the lab, like it was a lab or something, that refugee settlement uh, camp. When they're yeah, it was like a raw moment where they both kind of like, and I think they as actors they both did a really good job in 
having that come across because I, I really felt that like those that those moments where you know like you there's conflict but then there's a there's a there's a moment of peace right and um and it made me really not like walker <laughs> like i was like dude just chill <laughs> so that that's probably one of my favorite ones and then um when um I guess the two kind of connected when they, uh, I forget who was asking Sam whether or not he would take the serum. And, um, and then juxtaposing that with, you know, Walker taking the serum and like what really, what like that is a obvious, you know, um, the, that like litmus test when it comes to like, the real Captain America, like what he would do in, you know, and um, the desperation that Walker had and then the, fear that um that sam has but then th that there was some like bravery there so yeah i think i like those i like the um i, I kind of liked recently the the flirting between bucky and uh, sam's sister <laughs> i thought that's kind of cute yes <laughs> i like his little showing up with the stylish glasses and the like yeah. small cake that i'm like how many people like what <laughs> yeah yeah that was good that was good <laughs> I love that. He's she, she's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I, and so she's like, like, what is happening? Excuse me. Oh, I'm right here. Excuse me. Hold on. <laughs> One second. Too long of a gaze. Like <laughs> <Can> turn. <laughs> I would love to see that explored in future episodes and or movies. I would just like to put that out there into the Church of Marvel universe. <laughs> the church, the Marvel spirit. Just take it and go with it. We'll see what happens. Captain America is getting his own movie, so yeah. you know. I mean, hopefully, yes. Bucky's still around. Yeah, he has to be. I Make it like happen. Has to be. <laughs> well, their whole dynamic. I mean, honestly, any scene with both of them in it is like gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love when they fight. He's like, "Oh, so you can do that? So what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> metal arm. So I can fly and what, bro? Can we figure this out together?" <laughs> Or the uh where they were fighting when they were fighting in Madripoor and he's like, You're supposed to go this way. I'm like, bro, everyone goes this way. That's how it goes. <laughs> like poor <laughs> Sharon Carter. Kind of poor Sharon Carter. I mean, there's so many layers to this show, right? You oh, yeah. I mean, you guys have tackled like the justice, the racism. There's also even the treatment of veterans and mental health. There's mm -hmm. And then there's just Sharon Carter and mm -hmm. hello, Madam Hydra. Like, they crammed <laughs> a lot into this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I saw? Okay, so I I, I was watching, uh, so I was re-watching it and I watched a, uh, alongside a react, like YouTube reactor. Um, mm -hmm. And one of them, he me said, is that Elaine? Is Elaine in the story? <laughs> <laughs> Seinfeld? I was, yeah, exactly. The same thing. I told <laughs> I was like, him, I was like, what? <laughs> I, I know her from Veep. Um, when uh, she, um, the Showtime show where she was playing the vice president and eventual president. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that was tight. But then at the same time, I was like, hold mm -hmm. on. <laughs> I love her boots, though. I did always like her shoes. I was like, I do like your boots, even if you don't think they're made for walking. They're fabulous. <laughs> so there is like that. And you're right. Like, there's just, there is millions of layers with that. And that, and I'm wondering if that's also some of the point. Whereas like WandaVision was kind of linear 
and going towards one direction which is of course dr strange falcon and the winter soldier is like here are all these additional threads that you're going to now start to yeah. see come out in its own time and where that's going to go because i don't think baron zemo is going to stay in jail much longer it's the raft are you kidding me if, Captain, if the if if steve could get everybody out there how easy yeah. is it going to be for them to get out there just saying just saying um i do like zemo too like he's like you love to hate him but you want him to be good like you really want to root for him you're like he's almost 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 turned and then he tells the little girl don't listen to them they're bad people and then he goes around you know and does something else and it's like oh you know he pulls an el chapo and i'm like and now you're a villain yeah no right and it's like we just want him to like do well come on redeem yourself and it's like no get so close so close i know but i do love that's also a part i loved is all those conversations that he would have with everybody um especially um so i'm a huge marvin gay fan so when he was talking about the trouble man soundtrack section i was like mm-hmm. oh here we go yes this is <laughs> yes this is but even that the whole like section of like he's like how do you got under chef bro like Hold mm-hmm. on. <laughs> i know right <laughs> i get it bro hold on where, where are you at where were you <laughs> exactly and then even he's like he's super out of line but he's correct i was like right oh, right that's that's credit where credit's due and i do so like like characters who play those kind of like roles really well and just kind of like amplify and just add more not necessarily complication but more dynamic storyline storytelling there we go yeah, like that yeah additional onion layer that you're like so how do i pull this blossom apart at this layer <laughs> the blossom kind of. I, I feel like marvel's been getting better about bringing us multi-dimensional like villains right or like the anti-heroes and, and stuff like that you know not that yeah. our villains the villains were ever bad before but like you know for me i feel like the first big multi-dimensional villain who brought a lot of complexity was actually uh, Killmonger in Black Panther. Mm. It's part of why I love Black Panthers because of him. And I think mm-hmm. they did a good job being able to explore that with Zemo in this too, like his multidimensional aspect. And you're kind of like, well, if I were in his shoes, how would I feel about super soldiers? What would I do in his position? Mm-hmm. You know, um, probably not go about it the same way, but what I feel similarly about the idea of you know these enhanced people like so yeah and totally, enhanced yeah. having that kind of level of power too like right. you know and that's an interest that's an episode for another day uh- yeah yeah <laughs> this is messy I, so i'm doing one of the classes i'm taking this summer is moral theology so i'm on the ethics part right now and and like just war and then this like i love how marvel does that to you it's like i just think this part might be but i don't know about this and but i could get why you know ah oh, there's so many pieces to it and because it's not clear like okay who who's the the one that's been attacked who's the one that's you know that needs to defend themselves and it's like it's so you know and then this some like the past month or so like i was trying to really help my son understand the dc you know dc world and um so we watch like justice league and things like that and i'm sitting there watching it and i'm like it just it doesn't give me that same depth that i really love with the marvel you know oh. movies so i, I don't know i, feel that. I do well, I, it, well, and then i mean i imagine like when you could probably have a field day with like a moral theology paper about even just like with carly in the whole flag smashers and yeah what do you do when billions of people return 
after five years, you know, like my, my undergrad was in economics and um, I almost double majored in poli sci. And I was like, wow, like, you know, you have all these mm-hmm. laws about like, you know, possession and, mm-hmm. you know, do you, do you, who moves here? Do the, do the people mm-hmm. who come back, do they have to move? Or do we say, no, we're resetting five years. And now everybody who like, didn't originally belong there in the five years you have to move right sounds like something going on right now right (laughs) well yeah (laughs) Yeah. that one's been going on a couple hundred years thousands of thousands thousands of years yeah 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 where does where does yeah where's that line like where where does it start where does it, how far how, back do we go exactly. exactly and how do you end that kind of line and when it's been that long too like when yeah. you like and that and I think that's important I really do like the whole like five-year dynamic because it allowed the whole world to stop and reset right if it were like two years mm-hmm. you'd be like ah, it was 18 months it's fine no big deal yeah it's like COVID, years, right? <laughs> yeah COVID 18 months and eh, no big deal go back outside mm-hmm. <laughs> go back inside don't wear your mask anymore it's fine whatever <laughs> versus five years like you've had to ex- like a lot of things have happened new families happened. were formed you know like places yeah, were torn they- down yeah people like- go dating remarry like mm-hmm. That's a whole sacramental theology like podcast we could do. Oh what my happened gosh! Yeah. If you lost your spouse in the blip, <laughs> Hold on, and then they came back, and you got remarried. <clears throat> like seven minutes. Oh no! <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a lot more of us that that are back in the office. Sorry to go. I'll be off for a sec. But like, it's like it was nice to see some people I haven't seen in like over a year and a half. And just you know and then it was funny because we're like gosh it feels like we returned from the blip like, like, you know, like <laughs> it's all still here kind of but like like you know you're not there Lindsay. like it's like hold yeah. on you know i'm like ah oh, you know like there's someone else in your cubicle and like there's actually that whole row it's like all different almost what well i know alex is still there but <laughs> yeah but it's changed i was like oh my god i can't yeah. that, and that's just this time I can imagine like five years and it's like oh my gosh you know even the technology like what are we on iPhone like 18 now or something? 13. We're on 12 we're on no I mean like like five oh, years five from years now I don't now. know oh, probably right. like iPhone 25 <laughs> depends on how many they want to <laughs> that's a good point that is a good point See, now I'm we're like... on the i hologram like, right no more, you know <laughs> Oh, we've moved to the J. We're no longer in the I. We've used it all. <laughs> Let's get to J. Oh man. See, that's what I'm concerned. iPhones could all of a sudden just stop doing numbers and go to letters. And then we're gonna be like, uh-oh, now we're in Starship territory. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let's talk about that. Um that oh no, that's a really great thought. Sacramental theology. Because even my brain is starting to ravel, unravel that conversation spot. Like, how do you go about a dispensation? Does the Pope just give you a mass dispensation? Okay, no, no, not this episode. Um, <laughs> I'm on my way. I'm like, my brain's like, and we can talk about that. No, no, we can't. No, we can't. Write it down. Bring it back. Bring it back in. <laughs> so as we've kind of already started to unpack, the second question kind of comes has come naturally, which is like, um, which is the show's, this show has a billion threads of and examples of what restorative justice kind of looks like, doesn't look like, currently looks like 
really should look like and so on and so on. Um, so how does the show embody the themes of restorative justice and how does it miss the mark? So a little bit of primer for those brothers and sisters who have like, who are like restorative, well, <laughs> I thought justice was just justice, right? This is true. However, <laughs> there is an addendum to it. So the restorative, so the, so the one I steal from Wikipedia is this. The Restorative justice is a theory and application of justice that emphasizes repairing the harm caused by criminal behavior. It usually is manifested through cooperative processes that allow the parties, all parties to meet, express feelings, and work towards restitution and or healing as, as needed. Um, so in the Catholic lens, right, we're looking at that in the terms of justice and mercy where for us it's like yes you will still have to face that adjustment and that atonement for your sins and or or and or wrongs that you've committed against others but then there is that piece that that piece of mercy that allows you know that allows us to help begin that healing process and eventually bring to complete well christ is a complete healer of course but allowing christ to begin that process in healing not only the victims but even those who are offended because we take into greater consideration in the whole of our world that many offenses were triggered by previous offenses so for example a you know a robbery happened but the person who committed the robbery was a drug addict and so he didn't understand the difference of maybe I shouldn't rob this person. He's just trying to get another fix, right? But he doesn't understand that his decisions because he's addicted and not getting himself the help and treatment that he needs has caused more harm to another person, right? And so what restorative justice tries to do is bring everybody kind of together like that. Maybe not in full intervention style, but in the sense of, you know, hey, let's have this conversation or let's begin these conversations to promote you know, in, in, uh, to promote acknowledgement and healing if possible, you know, and restitution and healing if possible. If not, at least acknowledgement that there is an offense. Mm -hmm. So all that being said, I will repeat the question. <laughs> <laughs> How, where do you guys think the show embodies restorative justice and where do you think it misses the mark? okay yeah. i will start um one <laughs> place where i think it really misses the mark is in the relocation piece of it all like and maybe that's probably because like story ends here and we will see more of it later down the road but i hate the way they kind of ended that conversation like okay so they changed their minds but what are they gonna do with all those people that still doesn't mm -hmm. solve the problem yes they've halted relocating these people but those people still have to go somewhere Right. right they still have to live they still have to live in dignity so the fact that we didn't again this is where i think maybe they're like stop here and we'll get back to that and i'm hoping that we do get back to that because that's frustrating that would be frustrating to me that i just leave it like that but like having that whole big grc like underlying tone of people just being treated like like without their dignity is huge and it's mm -hmm. a huge grave injustice and it's happening today and it's mm -hmm. happening as we're talking and it's happening all over the world not we we i will emphasize i will mention because again i'd like to put references of time you know for for posterity that you know right now unfortunately the israelis and palestinians are having a another conflict ongoing um, yeah an, an on, correct here you go a flare-up of an ongoing issue right mm -hmm. and in that situation it's like 
how do we rectify that right but going back into this case but it's the same intention right mm-hmm. someone saying you can't live here when really it's like well wait that's complicated how do we balance that and allow everyone to live in dignity and in peace right and that's never an easy answer but it's but the point was to have the conversation and no one was having the conversation and that's what was what captain was chastising them about is you're not even having the conversation of why we're here in the first darn place why did i have to come save you i didn't have to come save you there was no reason for me to have to come save you if you had just Mm -hmm. acted in justice and in mercy and understanding that sense of people still have dignity right and so that's a big part for me where i'm like maybe i'm hoping they'll just explore it later down the road and then it'll make more sense but i hate that they just kind of like they just let you know sam chastise them and then they all just walk off like oh i'll see you on tuesday no <laughs> no that's not <laughs> that's not how restorative justice works although i wish it really did work <laughs> there are peace treaties and a whole bunch of other people involved to make that kind of stuff happen right yeah. and there's a whole bunch and then there's like tons like tons of fights and conversations even after that like we can talk about the whole like rwandan genocide too that's a huge mm-hmm. ouch right situation there like so that's a big one for me that missed the mark um all of isaiah bradley however on the other end of the spectrum was like this is what restorative justice should look like yay kind of kind of a little bit because there's still some modifications because i would have outed i would have outed to be honest, I appreciate that he did it the way he did it, so that way Isaiah could still live in peace. Mm-hmm. But I, but I made some a lot more noise than just putting him putting him on a plaque in a friggin' museum. Mm-hmm. He'd had his whole down wall, his own damn wall. <laughs> I'm like, here's your whole like big ass section. <laughs> Here, this is all yours now. All right, I would have made a huge scene, but then again, I'm extra, so <laughs> like, I'd the whole kit and caboodle. Okay, I'd have found yeah. his uniform and made it happen, Captain. Like, but that's that's just me. So I think that's an interesting question, right? Because you're talking about restorative justice, like you have to look at the the parties involved so like you know when you're talking about making like this big thing would I would that actually have been good for Isaiah or not would Isaiah have wanted that or not you know um because I I think that like that's that's the I mean this is going to open up a whole other can of worms we don't need to go down but I think that that's one of the the bigger questions that both Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision have kind of shown us is that, you know, we're so caught up in Endgame with, yes, the right thing to do is to restore these billions of people, but look how messy and complicated it was. And for some people, that was the right thing. That it that is, that was the restorative justice is to bring those people back who were wrongly, you know, blipped uh, or dusted, right? Um, but for some people, that wasn't the right thing. You know, there, there now, that gets into relativism there is a clear right and wrong but i think there's also this sense of you know we we need to be mindful of the way we go about seeking restorative justice um and uh being prepared for unintended consequences right because i don't think anybody was thinking about like oh hey what happens when five you know however many billion people just randomly show up and you know um so I think like with Isaiah Bradley, you know, it seemed to me the point they were trying to convey in the story was that this 
this was that sweet spot. This was that justice for him. It did bring about that healing for him, mm-hmm. you know, um, for me, one of the interesting things when, when looking at like restorative justice, which is about like bringing healing, right. Rather than just retribution was at the very end when Sam kind of like truth bombs, uh, Bucky and is like, mm-hmm. you haven't been making amends. You've been avenging. Mm-hmm. And in to me, I was like, well, that's good. Now, like Bucky's called the test to actually go and make amends to do the work of restorative justice. Mm-hmm. And the way Sam approached it, it's also, it's not just bringing healing for the people that Bucky wronged when he was the winter soldier, but it's also about healing him mm-hmm. and, and restoring him to how, as we would say as Catholics, how God designed him, made him, right? right. For his own sake of dignity and identity and, and worth. And that right there to me was a good example of the power of restorative justice as well of it's about bringing healing and justice for the people who've been wrong but also for the person who's done the wronging and so I think you're right though Venus for me like the senator guy who was like at every single meeting about you know uh Captain America I felt like there was there wasn't closure there how they wronged Sam by like taking the shield and then mm-hmm. when they felt the need for a Captain America didn't go call Sam you know like uh or like the bank they they left things open mm-hmm. um and that I don't know like Sam's a good man but it kind of bothered me that like the senator kind of didn't I don't know have like not like a reckoning but like I don't know. Like you said, it was kind of unresolved. You didn't see the mm. fruits of the action, the effort of yeah. like, oh yeah, we were wrong to not like mm-hmm. make you the new Captain America. Just a bit, right? But in fairness, <laughs> he also denied it. So there's some mm-hmm. of that issue too. Like, so he he didn't just take the shield and be like, yo, I'm Captain America now. Next topic. <laughs> Next, right? He said, I'm passing the shield. And by, pa- by retiring the shield, I'm allowing Captain America to just, to just be. And mm-hmm. him, him just being, and I don't, I don't think anybody into, well, I kind of saw it, but even in my head, I was like, please don't actually do it, but they did it. And like, and that's where John Walker comes in. And I'm like, don't actually do this. Could he, could he have gotten a different shield? Not like, <laughs> not his hood shield he made, like an actual, just makeup different shield. Like Wakanda is like down the street. You can call him and they would have hooked him up with something cool. Right. I'm just saying, I mean, look at cat, look at Sam's outfit. That's, right. that's what condon fashion thank you <laughs> um so i'm just saying <laughs> you know there are ways to go about it like if you wanted to have a new captain america that's fine but you should have left the shield right where it was because that was not his shield he didn't earn that shield complicated and i feel bad for john because that's a whole nother level of like restorative right. justice that's not resolved either oh yeah 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 but i'm why, they, why do they got to do that too like did you need to be that extra right about now like come on <laughs> and even then like when he was talking about it it was like you don't understand i'm like bro what do i not understand <laughs> yeah like lol how do you hi hi <laughs> i'm sam wilson in case you forgot hi my name right. is i'm captain america and i accept that i'm a black man rocking this really heavy shield <laughs> and wings <laughs> and i'm him and that's it and the world's gonna hate me for it but whatever that's my job next time yeah like and even then the center is still kind of looking at him like i don't know if i'm ready for this you really too bad you <laughs> it's, it's not happening. on you it's not about you, <laughs> about you. 
like yeah so sorry i'll play with you sorry sorry sister let me since go ahead no no go ahead go ahead no no i was gonna say continue you were gonna continue with thought so oh no i just say i thought that for me that was also really informative with just how they were able to explore that line from the end of Endgame, where you know uh steve rogers is like you know how does it feel and and sam's like like it belongs to somebody else and steve's like well it's not you know um and i think i like how bucky also like i really resonated with bucky Mm -hmm. when he's like you know yeah i'm sorry steve and i did not even think about what kind of position we put you in mm-hmm. when like steve gave you the shield we like the whole sort of like pressure the history like mm-hmm. the ongoing racism like talk about sort of justice like you know didn't even think about where we where that put you and and bucky not understanding why sam would give up the shield right and I love what they did with that and how they kind of opened that up, but then mm-hmm. how Sam, you know, came to own it, you know, because the whole time, I'm like, come on, Sam, you're worthy. You're worthy. Exactly. You are worthy. <laughs> Please pick up the shield. You are worthy. It will it will do what you command. Please pick up. Don't leave it there. But, but I'm a but I'm a I'm a white woman who like, you know, I think the and I'm not gonna pretend that at the end of the show I totally understand Sam's experience or what like you know, a, a person of college experience is of, of racism, but it helped me to understand better why he was more reluctant to accept the mantle of mm-hmm. Captain America mm-hmm. um, and helped me to appreciate more the significance of him accepting the mantle of, of Captain America. So, and, and it was interesting because at the same time, I could see conversations in the fandom like mm-hmm. saying, well, you know, the Winter Soldier becomes Captain America, so maybe they'll make, you know, Bucky. And they kind of played with that with the shield kind of passing hands, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, throughout the show, uh, Bucky sometimes holding it, using it. Um, but you could see even in the fandom that there were some people who were very much like, no, Bucky should be Captain America, not like Sam. And it's like, well, why not? <laughs> like they've in the comics, they've both been like right though and again that's also but you know i will i'll play a little light devil's advocate like i think that's a testament though to to sam and but or steve and bucky that they did not see they weren't even thinking about that when they were thinking of who who takes the shield next um let's choose a guy who's hella cool and has a good moral compass and like can can ride or dive with the shield with it right like they weren't even thinking oh yeah he black too he they weren't thinking about that like and it's and it's not it's not an excuse for the saying they didn't see color i think they just didn't take that factor in i think they just like they had forgotten because he was just the right guy for the job that yeah. they forgot. Oh yeah, by the way, he's totally black. <laughs> and there's conflict. <laughs> there's re- there's issues with that. There's some issues with that. But I also think that Steve wouldn't have handed it over to him if he didn't think that Sam couldn't have figured it out and worked it out in his own way, mm-hmm. and or had the strength and courage to just say, "Well, then this is what it is, right? <laughs> like I'm Captain America. Be a get on board or get yeah. off the boat. Literally, <laughs> get off my boat." <laughs> I wish they could rename the boat Captain. <laughs> yeah. maybe they will maybe that'll be his, that's like, quite possible in the movie 
future boats future boats that show up and like, yeah it's strong go down below <laughs> you know sarah's running a fleet of ships and one of them is captain america that's right yeah there you go <laughs> yeah oh, man i don't i don't know where to follow you guys <laughs> like, um which piece like the restorative justice piece or the <laughs> What was the original question? I'm sorry. Uh, what <laughs> examples of the show um, and like themes of the show like hit, like at least kind of exemplify restorative mm. justice and which ones missed the mark? Which one we're okay. kind of like, mm, about? Okay. I, well, first, I think like I'm, I'm really glad that we don't live in that universe because trying to analyze that piece is kind of difficult. <laughs> like okay they come back so what do we do with them you know like all do we consider them refugees you know just from another like universe you know like and then is that how we would deal with them so yeah there and I I think uh, it it, what it made clear to me is that restorative justice doesn't work without God (laughs) like we can try we can really try Mm -hmm. you know like on on the secular level but what what tends to happen is that the justice is now determined by man right and restoring is determined by man so you've got to acknowledge that like okay well there was a break in justice here there's an imbalance here and this is this is what needs to be done to correct it and then so like you know a broken bone you need to like put it back in alignment right and then mercy would that be like that healing piece and um what you know so there's so many factors just in restorative justice the words in itself like and then you've got to add the, the the layer of people trying to do it right because it's going to look different on so many different sides and then one side's going to plead well we want justice and the other side's going to plead well we want mercy and it's like you actually need both you know in order for it to to, to work and um the piece where i feel like god what god really shows in in this is that I mean, forgive us our trespasses, right? As we forgive those who trespass against us. And then knowing that this is this is me and I've been offended because someone has now trespassed into my space, right? You know, so they, they had their space. They, like, And not just a physical, but like they've gone beyond where they, you know, in, in the sense of offending me. So like the offense in the football, you know, it, 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 it went past the plane, right? Like you've offended me. So what, you know needs to be done first is to restore like so forgive is to actually push forward right like so where the offense happened to bring that back plate you know there but like you're not done yet it really is going to be a healing now right and that um i don't know how that happens in 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 the marvel universe in the church of marvel like (laughs) who, who brings that but so i as far as there i didn't um i saw that kind of desire in sam i see that desire in sam in what he's doing right um with his soldiers or the you know the the those that he's counseled but i see the reluctancy reluctancy like his own wounding in not wanting to carry the shield so he's got a wounding that's like generations and it's individual right like because we i mean like like what happened to him at the bank that's not going to be the first time that he's experienced that guaranteed like or or when the police pulled him over right you know sir is this is man is this man bothering you <laughs> to Bucky and Bucky's like so confused like why would you ask me that you know but Sam's like no I I know why <laughs> right and so um yeah <laughs> you know it's just it so, so I was talking to someone the other day and we were talking about the Marvel Universe and how 
um, he's having a hard time with some of it because like before, like the comics of old kind of brought you to a foreign place, you know, like you can kind of get away from reality and see good versus bad and, you know, Mm -hmm. but now we're bringing all these elements from our world into this world and putting a light on it and like people don't like it right some people don't want to see it that's why you've got people who are saying Bucky should be you know and it it opens that up and you know like there's so many people who got mad um you know about the police scene right like like people were making comments on I think Twitter and all over the internet about how why why can't they just leave that alone right like why do they have to bring this in here and it's like well these are relevant things like are we you know, are, are we like identifying the, the evil a little bit more? So maybe like in the greater sense of the, of the series, the, the, the series itself is lending to a restoring, you know, restorative justice there and the healing by acknowledging what happened to Isaiah, what, 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 you know, showing firsthand how it can happen to the Falcon, right? And then um, how blind, you know, um, Steve and Bucky were to seeing that Sam would be affected, right? And not intentionally, because they're both good guys, but like they're, you know, the reality that the reason why Sam didn't want to pick that up is because, you know, there's this, there's a certain target that's going to be on him. And he's not going to have the joy of the people because he is a black man following a white man in such a, you know, high role, you know, and <laughs> some people just aren't comfortable with that, you know, and it, and something like today so you know I, I don't know if you saw on, on on you know on social media but the USA wrestling put something out on on Alex on my daughter about her you know API month and um so it was just a highlight of her you know so from USA wrestling and then you know a little thing and um there were two other API stories before that um weren't many issues but for hers for some reason like on on the different channels there, you know, people. She's getting comments about like, why do we have to bring race into it? If she's American, she's just American, right? And it's like, and and then I could see that, you know, when I'm thinking about Sam, it's like they're, you know, they're not going to see him the, as a normal thing. Like, you know, people are like, you know, because they're identifying her as, you know, as a Asian American. Like, why do you have to acknowledge that she's Asian American? Why can't she just be, a, you know, American, right? And those are the things that I think, like Sam knows he's going to have to deal with right like alex knows that if she's going to be in a place with a spotlight on her especially in this sport that's you know usually like it has been in the past a white male thing she's going to be subject to that because she's going to places that haven't been you know explored and that's what's happening with with sam so i think that the the microaggressions or all of the abusive the, the trespasses against him kind of affected him and deciding whether or not he wanted to pick up that shield and then him finally deciding that he has to go beyond that for the for the greater good and then that that's that that sparks a whole number of questions there like man do we have to go under every test in order to restore right in order to, to, to make it fair you know like so it's i don't know it's 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 messy but it's it, it's really I think it's really good like we're exploring things in a way in a place that it's not necessarily reality reality but it's like real things that are affecting us and seeing how we can play with that in that world okay again so many layers and so many pieces so I don't know <laughs> and you weren't sure where to take it and you just took it beautifully mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. mean drops some wisdom on us 
<laughs> right on, just ditto. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, okay, you're like, and next one. <laughs> not even no 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 you know i bring the humor Ate Lynn just brings the wisdom and just, okay, all right. and i was thinking about it as it was coming out my mouth like, oh, i didn't really process it so i was like i will not take credit if it was any good <laughs> oh the lord that's cool uh, so i miss a okay side question before i get to the third question would any of you either of you ever taken the serum if it were offered to you Oof you know i'm a diabetic i have high blood pressure i will just take it so i could go up and down the stairs get the laundry done cook dinner and clean the house. <laughs> i'm sorry lord i just wanted to, i just i would just only take it to cure my depression that's it, that's it. I would just like wake but up does it really cure depression doesn't it just make you like crazier well that's true because the sperm amplifies what's in you right right so but I mean, oh, then, but if you know, but if you, that doesn't mean self-care isn't important, even to superheroes. Okay. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I could, I could still get my therapy and medications if needed be. I just, right. Like, Bucky energy. did it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> more energy. More energy. Super serum energy there. So as like, uh, <clears throat> it's interesting because as I'm thinking about it, like, as if this is like a really an option, right. I'm thinking, okay as a small person, like not like a like little person, but I mean, I'm short, okay, for, you know, uh, my age. <laughs> and I'm only going to start shrinking soon. So um, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like my own personal experience of like, you know, being vulnerable and having people who are bigger and stronger, you know, um, take advantage of that, right? There's a part of me, so it's the wounded part of me, right? That's like, yeah, I want to take it so that I could like, you know, I'd never have to be subjected to somebody who's stronger or bigger than me. Um, and I could defend other people. Right. Um, but I think that that's coming from a place of, I think not, I mean, maybe not fear, but like protectionism and which to me tells me I shouldn't take it. Like I'm not taking it for all like the right reasons. So I'm going to say I would not take it. That's fair. I like the headspace of that because I'm still 50-50 even now. I'm like, part of me would just be like, yeah. Yeah. I really want to. (laughs) We just wanted to to correct. Can I turn it off? Like, can you (laughs) Can I just use it as needed? <laughs> like, well, wait a minute. We think about, well, like it could be like the Hulk, right? And so that's what I always worry. Like I consider like the Hulk, where he kind of had to make peace with both his because he took yeah. his room and then it, but it genetically modified him. Um, and so it's kind of we have we have options, <laughs> but yeah. that's a fair point though too. Like is and you were mentioning earlier, like okay, but we're not taking into consideration like the consequences either. Yeah. Right. Like, especially with Isaiah in his case, when he took it, mm-hmm. he was like, it made me, it, it is like, I'm imperfect as of still, you know? And so I'm like, oh, I'm, okay. yeah. That's I'm wondering, like, if, okay, it could be totally off, but, you know, there's that part of us that just maybe, I mean, it might just be me, but the just is afraid to fully succeed, right? Like, we're in our comfort zones where we're, we're like, we just, 
you know, I, I know for me, like there, there's, there's a part of me that just can't commit a hundred percent to putting myself out there into a place where I know I could probably be a lot better. Right. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's a part of me that just feels like, um, but feels that I could, I deserve that, that I should do that. That's what I should be pursuing. But there's the part of me that's just like humility, Lynn, you just need to be humble, right? Like that's, that's our faith. Like there's humility. I'm like, oh, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve to do that. I don't deserve to do this. So like, I see that dilemma when it comes to taking the serum, like, do I not want to take the serum because, you know, I just don't deserve to be great in a sense, or because I feel like that I need to continue to be subpar because maybe that's my wounding, my woundedness speaking, like, you know, I'm in a comfortable place and I don't want to, you know, and I shouldn't mess with that. And I'm just going to trust in the will of the Lord and I'm not going to pursue that venture. Right. So I think that would be the more the dilemma for me is like, is this a good thing? Is this not a good thing? <laughs> right. Yeah. Is it of God? Yeah. Or is it right. God? Like, is there a good here? Is there, you know, <laughs> what's the ethical response which is why i'm glad there's no serum so <laughs> in this world that i know of <laughs> at least in this world i'm glad that's not actually a thing i mean like okay sounds bad but like crap will give you a lot of energy to like clean the house right like you could totally like, <laughs> might also give me a heart attack in the process <laughs> no, totally totally <laughs> like so am i willing to do that so probably not i guess like if it's a certain kind of crack that just gives me all these abilities but eventually i'm just gonna have a hard time mentally then no, no to the crack, no to the serum. <laughs> you know, say no to serum, folks. <laughs> there you go, kids. Yeah. Say no, Just say no to serum. Yeah, you know I like serum. it. Um, all right, last question for the night. Uh, as Catholics, you know, we're called to be advocates for those who struggle or those who have suffered injustices. So, in restorative justice, it's kind of a little bit of both. Uh, uh, it's that. And because of course we're a both and world. So how do we support the both and, which is the, how do we support those who have done the wrongs and want to make amends? Because keep in mind too, there are still people who commit wrongs, don't care. And that's completely different from those who commit wrongs and want to make amends, right? And so I guess the question is, is how do we be better advocates for that side of the story? Because we're pretty good at the whole like, <laughs> Sorry, I think I think in my opinion I, we could still do better I mean we could always do better this is true this is why we say no to serum because we could always do better but like in my journey I see a lot of people advocating for one thing or to stop injustices right but then we're not doing anything to help heal those who've committed said injustice I don't like to bring this topic up but that's one of the like arguments of abortion right like we're in the we're in the mind of stopping which is correct this is correct but we but we don't really do a great job in supporting those who like gone who've made the call right and 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 then realize after they made the call yeah that was bad that's not a good idea that was not the way you know but then there's still that stigma right that sticks with them same with anybody like, like people who commit crimes and stuff like that so i guess what i'm looking at is how do we be better balanced in supporting both if we can't support them yeah stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> this is why i meet myself after a question you guys like stop. Hmm. 
And you want to tackle this first? <laughs> I'm trying to gather it into one place. Um, well, I guess, so something that's relevant today, like just recently, like that's been in the news lately, again, is the incident that happened at St. Francis, right? And the whole, it, it was a black face and like, and there's like these different camps, like these, these different parts, you know, groups that one want to see the girl who offended, who was the offender to be punished, to be disciplined, to be dealt with, right? They want to know what happened to her and how she was disciplined. And then, um, so that's like the most vocal right now. And then those who, and some of them are also mad at how the administration responded, right? So, but this is a teenage girl we're talking about that did it, right? And the hard part is that we, there's history, history of wounds in communities that are affecting this very moment of the, you know, this occurrence. So you've got, you know, the black community who's tired of always having to be, you know, the one to, to forgive, the one to get over it, the one, you know, to deal with it, like there's not fair sentencing or, or disciplining. So very wounded by that, right? And then you've got, you know, the girl, right? <laughs> and the administration who are saying, you know, we can't talk about that. So like, how do we fix this? How do we remedy that? And then you've got the girl who was hurt, right? Who was a friend. And there's so many layers there. And like, people just think like, you know, we, you know, because you could easily say that if the girl who did the offense and was a perpetrator of, a, of, a, of an offense, um, if she was black, chances are, you know, you know, that she would have been disciplined pretty harshly, right? And um, people know that, right? Um, especially the, the communities of color know that. So then there's going to be that, you know, well, we want this, we want it to happen the same way to this girl, but that's not right either, right? So, you know, I, I had to talk to my daughter because she's a, she brought it up before, to me before it hit the news. And then like all the things later. So what, what, what would be most um, effective and if this is a Catholic institution, shouldn't we be, you know, following what our, our faith teaches, right? So there, whereas the justice piece is, yes, the girl who did the offense needs to be disciplined, right? But mercy also has to take place there because she, she, we can't have her continue offending because she was hurt from the whole situation that yes, she did probably cause, right? So, but we're not called to just bring justice, we're also to restore and heal. So how do you, educate her how do you discipline her how do you you know and the, and let her know that right and then how do you how do you talk to the community that's been hurt you know so the young black girl who was hurt and the greater community that looks like her right that that could feel that pain because there's a historic injustice against them and that's like that's that wound is not healed and it's being aggravated by the situation so that's going to require treatment, right? That's going to require like ongoing mercy and treatment to, you know, accompaniment and acknowledgement of the pain. And, and, and if that doesn't happen, then the wound stays open, right? So there's moving forward with the justice and mercy piece. You're not going to make people happy because we've been so imbalanced from the beginning, right? There's just been an imbalance. There's like the stealing of the birthright, right? You know, <laughs> you stole my birthright. <clears throat> There's, you know, 
so you know it goes all the way back right so you know you know not trusting in god and creating you know going beyond the covenant you know so like i'm gonna take her maid and then start another line right so it's like <laughs> it, it goes so far back but how do we move forward how do we restore and i think that's the piece that we we are missing right like we're missing the 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 mercy piece and the mercy mercy doesn't mean like it's fine that you offended right mercy doesn't mean that oh you, you know it's, we just have to realize that we we're dealing with new testament and not so much old testament so it's not an eye for an eye it's like okay you know i don't know maybe jesus realized that the person who slapped the cheek had some issues and was okay you could slap the other cheek and maybe by that time you'll be fine right i don't know <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just going on and on i'm sorry <laughs> that's a really good point so like I don't know if I want, well, how am I going to do this? So I had a call at work today, which is very similar to this. Um, this person went off for like 20, 30 minutes on me, just mad as heck. Now a team member had warned me in advance, but I needed to take, but I was the guy who got stuck with the call because I needed to take the call because it was my department. And so as she's going through this in my head, I'm going, all right, Lord, you're asking me for that mercy and grace piece, right? Um, can, you know, but at the end of the day, she like, she let it all go. But the truth of the matter, the, the wound for her was no one made her feel like she was, was valid. Right. And that what her sufferings were going through were, were valid. Right. And so like, I had to take a minute and kind of go, you know, after 25 minutes of her ranting, uh, <laughs> I had to go, you know what, let me start at the beginning. I'm a thousand percent sorry that that happened to you. You know, that is not our intention. That is not the way we do things here. That is not, you know, we are grateful for everything that happens. We're grateful for everything, you know, people who, because I work for a nonprofit, donate. You know, this isn't a demand for more. And, you know, if they're, you know, I, again, apologize that one of our letters was kind of a little aggressive. <laughs> our most recent donation letters, y'all get them in the mail, y'all. So, you know, when I... <laughs> I get them in the mail and I go, this is a little bit aggressive. Maybe we should have a conversation about this. And ironically, a week later, yeah, we should really have an actual conversation because I've got somebody on the, on the line for 25 minutes mad at me because they felt like their donation was not good enough, right? And I'm like, no, I need your money. <laughs> not in the sense of like selfishness, but in the sense of every dollar you, you bring to them, you give to us, we put right back out. Like, I don't even get to see it no I really don't even get to see it like it just goes right back out to making sure more people more seniors get fed right and so you know explaining that to her and saying you know you are valued you are you know you do mean something and we are grateful for you and we thank you for calling that was a big one <laughs> and also she started crying on the phone I was like okay that's not me now <laughs> that's no longer me because and I think that's sometimes the journey too right when when the acknowledgement and the wound is when the wound is even acknowledged sometimes that begins that process of closing right mm -hmm. or even just like you just irrigating the wound that's by acknowledging it and saying okay this is a thing this is a wound we're really sorry we're going to start working on getting this fixed right and we really are because that was crazy <laughs> i don't even calls like that but at the same time it was just one of those moments in the journey where it's like but i couldn't do anything for 25 minutes so why am I at this point for 25 minutes while I'm sitting here listening to her? I'm going, okay, there are wounds of this and that and this and that and, and probably some stuff that's not even like on the other side of the line that I don't even know, right? And I accept that COVID just amplifies everything right now. 
but it's just that having that that just space of okay let's start here right let's start at the absolute beginning what happened happened i can't take it back there's nothing i can do about it anymore right and i now going forward right here's are my options and here are the things i am going to do to help make this better right and you know stay tuned i, I even said that stay tuned because i actually because we i'm also part of the our donor software so i pulled up all our information before and i'm just like i'm gonna be writing i'm gonna be decorating some cards on saturday that's fine something else for me to something chill for me to do because that's important you know her wound was she didn't feel valued and she didn't feel like she felt like we were demanding more of her when that was not the case we're just give what you can, man. Here's this, this is a suggestion. You ain't got it. It's okay. You can send me $2. I'm content. <laughs> right. And, but it was misconstrued. Mm. Right. And so that's how the wounds came from, but I couldn't irrigate it. I couldn't begin to heal it until I was able to acknowledge, Hey, there's a wound here. And I think in terms of St. Francis, like I agree, like maybe there's the, that's the starter of the process, but then I don't want to get too deep into that one because I know that there is a bad history at St. Francis of not acknowledging things in the first place, which is why we have always had problems at St. Francis in terms of race. But that's the church too. If we really want to go bigger so we, yeah. don't, so we don't focus on a local issue, the church has been really bad about acknowledging racism. The church, mm -hmm. was, church has been bad about a lot of things lately. <laughs> <laughs> acknowledging certain things. And it's been good about acknowledging other things too. Like... Like, what's the most recent one? Uh oh, I'm gonna stop right there because now I have to stop and think. But you guys, what we're going at, which is, you know, healing starts with acknowledgement, in my mm -hmm. opinion. To me, it's because because there's nowhere to hide once mm -hmm. you bring something to the light, right? Okay, I'm done. Mm -hmm. What else you got? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, I yeah i mean what you both are saying right now for me it's given me a lot to think about and it kind of where i take it in terms of my own like experience and whatnot like there's a couple of things in terms of like okay so how do we ask how do we advocate for restorative justice and i think that you know it's really in the especially in this catholic context right what we're talking about is we're advocating for human dignity we're advocating for um you know honoring, respecting, um, protecting the dignity of others, right? The um, following Jesus' teachings. And I feel like that's easy to do, but the restorative piece is pursuing restorative justice also means pursuing that justice, that mercy for those who are perpetrating the injustice. And I know for me, I personally like have a tough time. And honestly, like that aspect has been one of the biggest, that it has been part of why the pandemic has been one of the biggest challenges to my faith. Because, you know, like when you're talking about like the church, this, the church, that, well, the church is all of us, right? There's the magisterium, there's um, the tradition with the capital T, right? There's our history, um, but the church is us and we are still all sinners. And it's really tough when you have, like you're trying to advocate for the just thing, right? You're trying to advocate for 
protection of life and honoring others dignity and um whatnot and then you see fellow catholics that are like nah <laughs> and and whether that's the pandemic or just even throughout the pandemic right our whole thing with like race and some of the things that i'm seeing come out of like catholic's mouths or i guess technically on social media and i'm just like whoa you know and and so there's that righteous anger that comes about um and that's fine but righteous anger is not necessarily going to lead us to that place of restoration that place of healing that place of you know to borrow some language from theology of the body that harmony right and it's not this utopian la la land wearing rosy sunglasses i mean to have true peace and harmony really is to wrestle through and chew through like the garbage right to get to that place of of healing um and that's tough that's the challenge and and i think that to be able to have it on a broader level we have to be able to focus on the individual too because how can i expect the church to advocate for restorative justice if I, as a part of the church, am not able to advocate for restorative justice, right? It's a, we're all parts of the body of Christ, you know? Um, if one part is sick, it affects the whole body, right? Um, same thing, if, if one part's healing, can we heal the other part? And <clears throat> interestingly enough, it also plays into um, parenting and um, just parenting styles. And I'm, um, one of the things I've really been like looking at and trying to kind of um, learn and grow in because it was not the way that I was raised at all is this concept called gentle parenting. And I remember when I first heard about it, <clears throat> I was like, gentle parenting. So you just let the kid get away with everything. What the heck? No, man, there's rules. Like you got to follow them. Like, can you tell that like, in the Myers-Briggs, I'm a hardcore J. I'm not like a, what is it, P or whatever. Um, so, um, but anyway, I digress. And, and one of the things that I feel like I'm get, I've gotten from gentle parenting and trying to absorb this concept and this approach that I think is very Catholic approach to parenting. And I think not only that, this is a, a very important um, approach to living out this idea of restorative justice from a Catholic perspective is you say, no, I have boundaries, but I'm going to establish those boundaries, enforce those boundaries, and approach the person who's trying to break those boundaries from a place that is at all times trying to remember that they are a loved child of God and that they have dignity. And and I think that's hard, right? Because in the moment, if we feel wronged or we feel there's an injustice, it's so easy to react with like pushing the other person away, that punishment, that, you know, whatever. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to kind of take my cues from that. And it's a process. It's, it's certainly not overnight. Like I'm far from perfect, not only in parenting, but also just in being a holy catholic especially when it comes to this but i do think i think it's important for each of us to work on it individually and to recognize it you know because yeah we, we're supposed to love the people who 
not only hate us, but also who we disagree with and who we feel, you know, perpetrated these um, injustices and not love in the sense of necessarily having sentimental feelings for them, but to really will the good of them and not just dismiss them, not just cancel them, right? Um, and so I think if we want that as a church, we have to individually do the work ourselves and, and be that, that example, that living witness of it. So I'm working on it. Yeah, I think we're all trying to. <laughs> yeah, help. <laughs> it's, I mean, hopefully we all are. Right? <laughs> You're right though. I mean, it, and go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to quickly say like, love is not an emotion though too. So that's also some of it like as well. Like we have to remember that love doesn't necessarily mean that you like you were mentioning earlier, it's not all hearts and roses. It's not all cake and roses. Um, sometimes you're going to love when you're frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes love, love does demand justice, right? Love demands like uh, mercy, you know? And um, so uh, the the guy who one of the guys who killed um, Alex uh, Alex's dad um, we went through his the trial right and um, I had like to purposely tell Alexandria that you know he as much as I didn't want to and I had to tell myself this that he you know seeing him like everyone around me was just so upset and I'm like Lord I'm praying right I'm like don't let that darkness in him affect me or my child right because um I grew up with, you know, a very bitter grandmother who felt like she was robbed because her husband died and left her in a new country with five kids, right? So she, all the time, she would used to always tell me, oh, if your grandpa was alive, this and that. And I just, I saw the bitterness in her and it like tore her apart. And it's like, I don't want that for, for me or my child. And, but it was the hardest thing was like, okay, how do I teach her not to hate this person, right? And, but it's like, we don't need to like love him, right? But we do need to love him, which was the hard part. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we don't know what broke him. We don't know how sin has affected him. We know that he still matters to God, even though he chose to take a life and we're not gonna allow him to take ours, right? So we're going to allow God, we're gonna pray that he, um, that he knows God we don't necessarily need to be a part of that, you know, <laughs> like, like, like making that happen. <clears throat> and um, it was difficult. And, and, I, and for me, like, I used to always think it's like, people didn't tend, would tend to ask me, like, why I would be too easily forgiving. And, um, and I don't know, that's just kind of me as I just don't like, I mean, I sometimes I wish they held grudges a lot longer, <laughs> especially when it came to my ex, like, I should have just no, right, but um, just overall, I, I, that it would tend to be that. It's like, but was there really justice there? Or did I, I continue making the wound like worse for myself, right? So, yeah, it's it's tough. Like, I mean, and then like what you said, Lindsay, like with parenting, I've spanked Alexandria twice in her lifetime, right? And um, I learned it from a spiritual director that he he explained that he would when he had to spank his children because he was a layman that he explained what was happening and he never hit hard, but he explained that there, you know, there was an injustice, like he, like their child offended and that um, we have to, he, we, they have to bring the scales back together again. And, um, you know, and, and th that's the reparation, that's the payment for them offending. 
So I did that on her and I didn't want to. <laughs> so it's my first child. I'm 19, you know. Uh, I mean, well, by the time she's doing that, I'm probably like 21, 22. But she had like, um, she had, and it's like, it sounds so bad now, right? So one of them was that she she ran into the street and I, I, I said, no, you can't do that, right? Like, like that's been forbidden. Like you don't go to the street, you don't touch the street. So I had explained to her why this was a rule and that she went against what I was established in order for her to not be hurt, right? And then I said, so I'm gonna have to spank you. I don't wanna spank you, but I'm gonna have to spank you because you had, you know, you had gone beyond. So my spanking, you was going to bring it back. Right. And so I, it was like, like, mm, you know, and she cried and I cried and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to do this again. I'm like, I just can't, you know? And then um, the other time was like, she, you know, she was forbidden to like draw on herself and she did. Right. And, and I'm like, okay, small spank. And I was like, I don't, you know, I just can't. Right. So I, I mean, explaining to her and teaching her that she had gone against what, you know, was best for her. And then like, the next three children I've never never spanked them but sometimes I feel like I should (laughs) just one but But it was I mean it was it was a lot more helpful for us to talk about the boundaries I I mean necessarily boundaries but you're not supposed to go beyond and um you know you went beyond and we need now need to restore that you know how do you think we should restore that because you were not supposed to be in this area and you did that and um you know, I don't know if it's the right thing. I'm still learning too <laughs> as we go along, but I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I really don't know. It's hard. Well, and it's, it's kind of, I think we've kind of like talked about this a little bit or maybe extensively. People will feel like, you know, in terms of whether it's the show or the reality or whatever, but like to kind of go back to this parenting thing, the whole gentle parenting philosophy can kind of one of the like almost like a mantra that you can kind of come from is like kids do well when they can right right? now it gets complicated as grown-ups because we know that there's there is like evil in this world right that tries to um take us off course lead us away from god but we do also know that nothing is you know nothing will ever um destroy the dignity that God designed us with, right? That God created us with. Um, so this whole idea of like, okay, the kids do well when they can. It so if I like take this to, you know, for example, like okay, when when I see you know people who are uh, making racist comments or defending like white supremacist groups we're having a situation up here with our secular high school um that just kind of started to it's just starting to hit the news you guys probably everybody will probably start hearing about it in the next day or two but like supposedly this group at one of the high schools the public high schools like the they had a photo i think in the yearbook and they edited out the print yeah um because it was an because it was a um conservative organization right and so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people up up in arms here in the community and you know some people brought up well there are some ties to like white supremacy in this group you know and uh and and people like it's become this whole big thing right and so like 
it's really hard to not be like, how do these people not get it? Right? Like, how do these people not understand? And, but like, that's where the whole, okay, people do all they can. This is where the restorative justice, this is where the like loving people comes in is you, you, you have your boundary. You don't say, well, it's okay. You just don't know better or whatever. But like, how do you approach this with like, uh, um, wanting the good for that person, right? Like we, we talked about the, you said something about like discipline earlier. And this is another thing from like gentle parenting, right? Discipline comes from this word that means to teach. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes in our society, we think of discipline as punishment or retribution. Whereas like discipline is more like to teach. And so, mm-hmm. you know, um, how do we go about, and it, it gets more, like I say, it gets more complicated with adults, especially random people, because <laughs> like, who are we to teach, right? They have to be <laughs> open to the learning, right? but how do we have these conversations though? Like, first of all, do we keep engaging in the conversation or do we just dismiss them and go, ah, they're just racist, like, right, you know, right. or like, they're just uh, anti-whatever, you know, and dismiss them. Um, so staying engaged in the conversation, um, but then also like, how do we approach the conversation in a way that is like helpful and not just like, well, they're just ignorant. They're just dumb. Mm-hmm. Like they just don't get it. Because mm-hmm. if I'm telling somebody like you're wrong about this, you're being stupid about it. Like, how could you not understand this? pretty sure I'm not going to change their mind <laughs> or their yeah, hearts. Right? Probably not. Yeah. And that's what this whole restorative justice process is about, right? It's about changing minds and hearts to restore God's will, God's mm-hmm. plan. Right. So I don't know. Ultimately, I think when it comes back to you say, how do you do it without God? You can't. Yeah. Impossible. <laughs> we could try. Well, yeah, we're supposed to keep trying right but this is where that whole like us being like co-workers with god right collaborators with god, yes the yeah. holy spirit at work through us and in us mm-hmm. exactly and let him do it because we won't do it well <laughs> well i mean it goes back to even like what the gospel is this week at for pentecost right you know peace be with you the sins you retain the sins you forgive are forgiven mm-hmm. you and the sins you retain are retained like I know I'm paraphrasing super bad, but the intentions are still kind of there. Like if we're really talking, like you know, like how, like or at least in my viewpoint, when we're talking about kind of like how do we advocate, we have to kind of think of it in that capacity in in gospels terms, right? Like God was trying to say, you're not, the sins aren't absolved; <laughs> they are not absolved. That's not your job. That's my job. However, but to be forgiving of the sin and to not retain it right allows that like it brings brings that forth that harmony and bringing and restoring of god's will oh yeah yeah it's like that story of the fence and the nails you know that one Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean like we could remove the nails oh okay (laughs) i'm not very good i haven't heard it i've heard it but it's the synopsis at least Uh, so okay i'll try sorry if i don't do it (laughs) so there's a uh was it there's a son and a father or it could be a mother and a daughter <laughs> but um okay they're discussing sin or i think like the the child did offended and um 
in order to teach the lesson, the, the parent said to, you know, take this box of nails and this hammer and go out to the fence. And I want you to, you know, put the nails all over the fence. You know, that was the punishment. And then, um, so the child did that and then came back in, right? And then for, you know, and the parent was explaining that the sin, sins are, the nails represent the sins, right? And the fence is, is the soul of the one that, that's been offended and, um, or the person that's been offended. And, you know, can you see all the destruction that was caused by the nails, right? So um, the child saw that. And then the, the parent said, okay, now I want you to go remove all the nails, right? You know, so let's remove the sins. So the child goes out and removes it and, um, and then, you know, comes back in. And then the parent was saying, you know, now look at the fence. Is it, is it, you know, has it been restored? Is it back to the way it was? And no, there's a bunch of holes, right? So see, that's what sin does, right? It, it does, it, it damages, right? So what's going to now fill those holes? And that's the mercy piece, right? So um, that part of the story, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I think it ended yeah. there. But the mercy piece would be, you know, finding the, you know, to, in, in I mean, for us, we could probably use a wood filler and fill it. <laughs> but in Christ, it's a brand new creation, right? Like, you know, it's a whole new fence. But um, yeah, so that sense, like there's, um, there's the removal of the sins, what, what, acknowledging that th this took place, removing the sin through confession, you know, but there has to be the piece of mercy, right, that will fill this, right? So that's, that's um, what we're called to, right? So to, to restore what was damaged, what was broken, what was taken away. Yeah. And I don't know where it was going with that. <laughs> or if you can't restore the whole plank, at least fill a few holes. And fill and the holes. And let Christ paint. Yeah, and Christ will do it. Maybe he needed our part to get the holes ready, right? And he yeah. like just like cha-ching. Like, like you go. Right, I got this extra Brand new. Here, but I need you to take Brand this new. Thanks. Right. <laughs> and that's the divine mercy that we pray to, right? Like after Easter, like, you know, through those same wounds that he received the week before, you know. Um it is the week after, right? Like, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, hold on. Week after the resurrection, <laughs> right? But like, mercy flows, right? So, I mean, and we're called to do that, and it's it's something crazy because it's like, okay, you want to use my wounds for mercy to flow, and a lot of times that's the case, you know. That's like, yeah, I, he's just great like that. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. One more thing, and then I promise we're done, and it'll be like real short, like real short. <laughs> I just looked at the time. I was like, oh, here we go again. Oh, we did hit two hours. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it again. Whoopsie. Um, I wanted to take just a very, really, really short, oh, like less than 15 minutes, <laughs> ex quick exploration into like the difference, like the differences of how WandaVision talks about trauma, which we talked about in the last episode, versus the healing aspects of the falcon and the winter soldier like do you think would you like to see is the question would you like to see cap talk to wanda and what would that conversation sound and look like at this point in the journey we hope because i mean we're last episode we talked about the wounded healer right and how we had the desire that we wanted to see Wanda become that right but then we now we've seen sam become the proper healer well not the healer because jesus is the healer but you, mm -hmm. you know a healer there's the right proper prepositions are english is important <laughs> friends <laughs> so a healer 
to come and and to and even in he couldn't even though he couldn't save carly like that ability to just be like but i see you right and i mean i you don't have to do this if you come this way we can start that healing process right like do you think do you think in light of watching both both shows you think sam will be able to help bring her back from the brink because you know that's gonna be complicated (laughs) i feel like that's really gonna depend on what they do with multiverse madness you know like is she going to break the multiverse and and become like the villain are they going down the house of m route um you know uh and i think at that point right you know i don't think they're gonna get rid of wanda i think she's gonna be there you know the sense that i would have although this would be maybe too cliche for marvel but is that she breaks things and goes oh dang i didn't mean to do that you know dr strange helps to fix things kind of turn her back over and she's left kind of like you know turning away from being a villain but she's kind of like what's done is done those holes are in that fence i mean that fence has been blown to smithereens <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> how do we get new planks how do we talk about planks for her? <laughs> yeah I, you know gosh i wish especially after seeing sam in you know uh the falcon or captain american the winter soldier i wish that he could have a conversation with wanda i feel like you know we see in falcon and winter soldier how therapy helps but even like his therapist doesn't fully connect with bucky right and help him it's it's really sam who kind of is like no like connects brings the healing gives that sage advice but we see where it's like addressing the mental health makes all the difference right and i just feel for wanda like if somebody get that girl therapist let's go let's go get sam go fly over there in your new fancy suit from wakanda and just you know out in the alps wherever she is at the end of wandavision and like go help her because oh that's like a big accompaniment piece right like so the thing about i love about the whole situation it was you had sam and bucky were accompanying each other and that's how sam was able to finally kind of tell bucky bruh we gotta work that out here like let's go let's what you think is one thing is another you really need to which is actually my favorite line you need to be of service right whatever you're doing in order to heal and right the wrongs you need to go to them and be of service and i was like first of all yay secondly like but then i realized in that piece it's like the only the only way sam was able to have that conversation with bucky is because he built that relationship with him mm-hmm. and no one's accompanying wanda <laughs> this is the problem like yeah, exactly no because she has no accompaniment positive or negative honestly like like we saw it a little bit with um with uh I want to just say Trivana Paris, aka future uh, Phantoms. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's Monica? Yeah, Monica. Future Monica, aka uh, <laughs> what is her? Photon. There we go. Her future future Photon, right? Because that's what she's going to be. Duh. Y'all saw it. Never mind. <laughs> uh, like, I would have loved to see those two like walk together for a minute and because they both have similar traumas. They've experienced epic loss. 
Like, <laughs> and in doing so, they lose their parts of their identity too, but then have to find new ones. Mm-hmm. And so like, but be, no, no Church of Marvel, no, you have to separate them and do that, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, right? Like, that's why, although therapy, that's why sometimes therapy doesn't work because the therapist doesn't necessarily, like they don't click and therefore there's no accompaniment, right? Like in in that respect, it doesn't have to be like friends, but it does have, you have to have that click, that accompaniment click piece in all mm-hmm. relationships, whether it's therapeutic or not, <laughs> right? Otherwise it's just, it's, it's just not gonna flow correctly, right? Yeah. And then the, yeah. the spirit can't move and allow people to minister the way they wanna minister right whether that is you're the one who has to pull the nails out or if you are the one who has to fill the holes right you can't do that if there's no accompaniment okay this is just me talking Christmas vivid because I just talked about it yesterday <laughs> but, like you know and just having that and being able to walk in that and I think it's just like that's also a huge part of restorative justice that I see is missing nobody wants to accompany anybody nowadays <laughs> like we just want to be like blah this is how i feel Mm -hmm. about you move along and then like next person and 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 because we have such a short short slash cult cancel culture towards people like we don't get to truly accompany and understand and therefore we don't get to even begin to restore let alone Mm -hmm. acknowledge that there's nails in that fence right yeah so I guess it's just kind of, for me, I I also want it really, really bad just because I would just love to see, I just want to see it happen. And at least Sam just look at her and go, I see you, you're there, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your hurt is valid. I ain't here to take none of that away. Like if he just says that much, I'm content. <laughs> I know he gonna say yeah. more, but <laughs> I need that. So yeah. she can hear that for herself, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think... Um, I don't know. So I guess like thinking about therapy, I, I see therapy in, in my own experience as like my, my, there's a big knot in my head, you know, in, in what I'm holding and that what I, what I see the therapist doing for me is take, like, I'm able to help bring that knot out and, and it looks like a big jumbled mess, but the, the therapist is able to pull on the right strings in order to help now start to remove that big blockage. And it's not, easy because sometimes it tugs on something and that needs to be you know so um that that's just been my like I can't even start and they find a way to help me get started right and um so I think that's where the therapy piece is important because it can now give some um alleviation to the pressure that's inside that you just don't even know what to do with yourself and I feel like Wanda's got so much pressure that she's trying to figure out and like unfortunately her outlet looks like it's the dark hole like it's like that's how she's dealing with it right like that's her way of alleviating the pressure good or bad and um and I and I yeah like that juxtaposition of her and um and Bucky both severe trauma right um but Bucky and and Sam have had this ongoing relationship you know where Sam hasn't even said much when it comes to that, but Sam has just been Sam. Sam has really just been, you know, in, 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 in the idea of accompaniment is he's just been that constant light source to Bucky, right? Like, and, and, and Bucky finds that he can, he can ask questions. He can let his guard down a little bit. And like the whole idea of accompaniment, like breaking that word open is really to like, a compound, like, like come together to break bread, right? So 
when you break bread, there's kind of a, there's a kind of a admitting that there's a hunger there, right? Like, and, and that there's something to be fed. So we're both coming to break bread and there's an underlying idea like that we both are hungry for something and that's a vulnerability, that's a weakness, right? So when that constant accompaniment, you have that with one another. And, and actually Sam's hurt is, is actually being, is being healed through, Huck, through Bucky himself too. So it's, it's, you know, Sam's experience of the world, Sam's hurt, you know, from losing his friend, Sam is a black man in the world and being acknowledged as a hero, you know, and, and doing so much good. And here Bucky has like killed so many people. So he's like, there's a mutual um, healing that's happening with the two of them. And like you said, Wanda's kind of like, she doesn't have that constant light source. So she seeks Right. And that's kind of like when you get back to the nature of man, without God, we seek darkness. Right. Like we're, you know, and, and it's like, OK, but, you know, yeah, like if there was some sort of light there to help her, one, take her, her immense pain and help remove that pressure. And then that constant light source where it might not be in a day, a week, a month, like I don't I wouldn't expect Sam if Sam were to show up, he would just be, you know, like, how can I help repair this this? you know shack you're living in you know or how can i you know how can we go fishing like, it, it'd probably be something along that line you know he pulls up in his boat along her you know, and and has conversation where you start building that relationship and then when you start to admit you know i'm a little hungry me too well let's break open this bread right mm -hmm. so then there's a there's a trusting piece there after that that relationship has been made so i mean that I would want that for Wanda. I don't know if that's good. <laughs> you know? But I feel like wouldn't they already have that? Because, you know, in Infinity War, they were on the run together for two years. You oh, know what I mean? That's right, right. So that's oh, what maybe, makes me yeah. even, that was, but that's what makes me even more mad that nobody's checking in on Wanda. Like, why is yeah. nobody checking in on her? And like, you know, what yeah. the heck after Invent Endgame, we're just like, hey, bye, everybody. See you next life world crisis <laughs> next avengers movie in like yeah. five ten years no that's not the yeah movie. i mean it also begs the question of what happened to them as the avengers right you know like how did they grow from that own, their own trauma because they aren't i mean we look at the disciples they walked with jesus almost every day and they were still messed up after that you've got you know you've got <laughs> peter and paul fighting over you don't keep gentiles like that they're our brothers too it was like oh you know you're telling me he gave me the keys and you're gonna tell me how to do it <laughs> you know Just you got the keys don't mean you, you <laughs> know you ain't driving right you you those exactly <laughs> hold on <laughs> That's a good one. So the Avengers could have been totally messed up too. Like, oh, yeah. and then where you talking? Like, we can go further on that. Like, we still have not addressed poor Peter Parker's all his lost trauma <sighs> and then some. I know this is like that's why I was like, there's so much trauma. Job, <laughs> Peter Parker as Job. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about that a few days ago because something. What was I doing? I was doing something for work, and everyone, or no, I was doing something for ministry. Well, yes hashtag work uh, <laughs> and like I was kind of talking with a couple of, of like myself and my uh my other cohort brother Jeremy and we were like we could put biblical par uh, characters to certain Marvel heroes who would you put what and where and we were like well definitely like Peter would be like Iron Man for a moment um because <laughs> you know yeah you got the keys to the castle but did you do that right sometimes no not necessarily <laughs> I love you. you're fine it worked out it works out and you were still martyred so the end right 
it works out but then like we got to like peter we were like ooh, and then i thought and that's where job kind of came into us like well <laughs> if we look at all of peter's story he ain't had a good day in years maybe <laughs> a little bit in the beginning <laughs> yeah the beginning, and then it kind of went downhill from there. Uh, like how do you like and I, I'm trying not to read the rumor notice mill of all things Spider-Man. And I'm like, please don't read this. Please don't read this. But then I'm, I'm in my head, I'm going, oh, someone's going to die. Someone's probably going to die. It's going to be probably somebody big. I don't know who. Not not a spoiler. Probably not a okay, spoiler. Okay, okay. Right. <laughs> Ask me again. Maybe they saw me trying to take my headphones out. I was like, no spoiler. No spoiler. <laughs> no. Ask me again in January. Or you can chat at <laughs> me in January if, <laughs> if I accidentally did that. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> But like, just the way, like, well, they've also been super secretive about it. Yes, COVID, but they're still super secretive about Spider-Man for no good reason. I'm like, why? Like, I got, we just got a whole bunch of things for Shang-Chi and Shang-Chi is like a minute away. Like, mm-hmm. I ain't seen nothing of, well, Black Widow, that's a different story. But that'll yeah. be that's a whole bunch of trauma too. Oh. <laughs> trauma makes good entertainment, I guess. I guess. <laughs> This is why, that's why- The I human get, condition. Right, the human condition. That's why I always get frustrated with people like, take your, take your life out my, out my Marvel. I'm like, sorry, that's not possible. Have you seen her? Have you seen the Marvel universe? Nothing but Just therapy. Right. Well, ladies, we've done it again. <laughs> we've done it again and gone too long, but that's okay. This is still going to be amazing. I'm very excited. Um, thank you guys for sitting with me on a Friday night. I know we don't really do this on weekends, but we're like, where's our, what's our schedules look like? What? Um, so appreciate y'all. Um, stay tuned, friends, for more episodes because Loki's coming. That's going to be fun. Um, we'll have conversations about sci-fi in time. Ooh, <laughs> we could talk about omni omnipresence or is mm-hmm. om- omniscience that he's, so God is outside of time. That's omniscience? Omnipresence. Yeah, oh, that's omnipresence. Okay. I always get yeah. those mixed up. He's just so cool. Okay, God is great. Yeah. All so present, great. omniscient. Was it all knowing? Omnipresent, omniscient. Um, What's the other one? There's an, there's the third one. Um, yeah. Omnipresent, omniscient. Oh, I can't remember. Omnipotent, right? Yeah, all powerful. All powerful. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He is Thanos. Please don't us, <laughs> Jesus. Please don't us. Just call God Thanos. She's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a pre-Catholic moment. <laughs> Lowercase G. Lower, we are God doesn't dress like G. that. <laughs> well, because I was thinking, because you know, in for the you know, non-Catholics, we they believe in the rapture, which of course is the rise, is is the blip, but <laughs> only mm-hmm. to heaven, not to some weird parallel unknown yes. universe. Yeah. And no, that's still not approved. That's not approved in the church because it's not technically in the Bible, but that's awkward. Anyway, so <laughs> awkward, awkward, but that's why it kind of came out and I was like, no, that's not correct. Pull back. Stop. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> he, said, he snaps and people just go, whoa, no, that's not, that's not how God yeah. does That's not, nope. Just it's on my heaven, heaven bucket list. I need to talk to him about that. <laughs> I need you to fix the rapture, yo. Can we talk about What that? was your inspiration behind this, Lord? <laughs> okay, yeah. Is this Bring not some light to it. Someone needs, I agree. Someone needs to explain to me the rapture on that one, too. And even, <laughs> even after I converted, I'm still sitting here going, <laughs> long awkward pause okay okay well okay well 
that's this episode of the Vessels. Thank you guys very much for listening. So, who wants a lead closing prayer? One, two, three, not it. <laughs> no, no it goes up. Oh. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I don't. And I love praying. I just, I feel like I'm so tired and it's so late. <laughs> They've heard my voice enough. I'm going to say something. So, you could pray in tongues. <laughs> I'll pray. I'll, hey. I'll leave this. <laughs> there you go. That'd be cool. Next episode. Uh, in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, thank you for allowing us this beautiful universe that you allow us to live in and the ones we get to explore through creation and, and creativity, Lord. Apparently, I'm tired too because I don't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> we share in this tiredness and we rest in your peace. We ask your blessing upon all those who are listening, who will listen, all our families, all those who have asked for our prayers and those that um, seek accompaniment, Lord, that you help guide us to those that we are to accompany and for all of us out there to reflect and be mindful of those who may need and someone to bring light to them and those who also may feel the need of light that you provide that to them, Lord. And we ask you to bless us as we end this night and that we may glorify you another day, Lord. We ask the intercession of our blessed mother, St. Joseph, her spouse, and all the angels and saints in your most precious name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Amen. and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, that was beautiful. Thank you. There you go. So, happy Pentecost. Happy Mary Mother of the Church, because this cup's on Monday. So yeah, say hi to Mary on Monday, y'all, when you hear this. Um, and uh, yeah, say hello, Mary, for the for the, for the podcast. There you go. There you go. Yes. Now that we're always so that we're always keeping eyes on the prize. That being said, till next time, friends. Wash your hands. Wear your masks. Know that God loves you. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Good night, everyone. Bye. <laughs>Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of the Nerdy Epistles. The Nerdy Epistles is a podcast hosted by the Nerdy Life and Culture Network. Show notes are always available on our website, thenerdyepistles.com, and we're also available on Instagram and Facebook under our nerd handle, which is at the Nerdy Epistles. Lastly, if you're a fan of the podcast, feel free to share this podcast with others, like and follow us wherever you get your podcasts, and know that, hey, you can now buy us a cup of coffee. We've partnered with Buy Me a Coffee as a way to raise funds to continue this podcast and the other podcasts of the network so if you're interested in supporting us head over to buymeacoffee.com slash nerd life culture and support our work today thanks so much for listening peace be with you all and god bless